Welcome to Leaders of the West, a podcast for innovators and changemakers. I'm your host, Jesse Jarvis, the founder of Of the West, and I'm sitting down with agriculturalists, entrepreneurs, executives, and everyone in between with the goal of digging into the strategies, mindsets, and lessons that have been crucial to the success of ag and Western. Whether you're carrying on the next generation of your family's operation, starting something from scratch, or determined to climb up the leadership ladder, we're going to inspire you to continue to dream big, growing not just you, but the future of agriculture and Western as a whole. Let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Leaders of the West. I am so appreciative to have you guys listening in. This is one of our quick little solo episodes but it is not so solo. So a couple of weeks ago, I had you guys ask questions, whether they were about of the West, about business, entrepreneurship, careers, our personal lives as far as being somebody who is a rancher and a business owner. And you guys had a ton of amazing questions and I'm so excited to answer them today. But I have Sarah Wilson, who is the marketing director for Of The West here, and she's actually going to be the one who asks the questions. So she's going to put me in the hot seat. I did briefly glance over the questions, so I kind of have an idea of what they are, but I didn't put a ton of thought into them. So you guys are going to hear very genuine, authentic answers. There's nothing pre-planned by any means. But before I get into these questions, I have two things for you. The first is if you are somebody who is a college junior, senior, or you are someone who is right out of college, make sure that you sign up for our free webinar at the end of the month called Navigating Your Next Step. We know for those of you who are juniors, seniors, right out of college, that you have a lot of questions about how early you should start applying for jobs, what you should put on your resume to make it stand out how you fill out your resume because a lot of jobs are looking for experience. And when you are right out of college, you feel like you have absolutely no experience at all. So we are going to answer all of those questions and so many more. We have an awesome guest coming in. So as I mentioned, that's at the end of September. I'll make sure that the link to that webinar to sign up for that is in the show notes. You can also go find it in our Instagram bio. It'll be on Facebook. So there's tons of places where you can go find that. But this is a webinar that we actually hosted last fall, and it was so well attended that we knew we had to host it again. So if you're somebody who you were signed up for it last year and you watched, you are more than welcome to come back. And if you're not in that age bracket, but you do know of somebody who is, make sure to share it with them because, like I said, the guest that we have coming, he is absolutely wonderful. You guys are going to love all of his insight. So it's definitely one to put on your list. Navigating your next step, it's absolutely free to attend. You will not want to miss it. Now, the next thing is before I get to these questions, I am going to put Sarah on the hot spot and I'm going to have her introduce herself to you just so that you guys are a little bit more familiar as to who she is and what she does here at Of The West. So Sarah, take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Jesse. I'm so excited to do this with you. I looked at these questions and they are awesome. So I can't wait to hear Jesse's answers to all of these and thank you all for submitting them. So recently, Jesse and I went on a little work trip and she was introducing me to a ton of incredible industry people. 
And one question that I got asked a lot was, okay, tell us your story, a little bit about you. Who, who are you? What makes you Sarah? And I realized on my drive home that I gave the most boring answers. I was giving my credentials, you know, where I went to school, where I grew up, things that don't necessarily make me who I am. So I have rethought about that question. And I figured Jesse was going to do this to me today and and ask me to talk about myself. So instead, I'm going to hopefully make it a little bit more entertaining, or at least give you a little bit about what makes me me. So I'm originally from Texas, born and raised. I currently reside here now. I have three older brothers. And if you have three older brothers or any older brothers at all, you know exactly why I'm saying that. That definitely has shaped the person I am today. Both of my parents are incredibly hardworking people. Neither of them went to college, but they built a really successful business and career for themselves on the pure fact of them being hard workers and having incredible business sense. So I attribute a lot of my you know, skills and professional knowledge to them and watching them build this business as I grew up. So I'm incredibly grateful and thankful to them for that. And I grew up inside the business working with the farmers, ranchers, and producers that were customers and clients of my parents. So I learned from an early age that I loved the people in this industry. They were fun. They were exciting. They loved what they did. They loved, you know, our community. And so being exposed to that early on really made me know that this is an industry that I wanted to pursue a career in. So when I went to college, you know, I, I got a major in agriculture and, and did all of the things that you're supposed to do. And and now in my professional career, I've just been, you know, trying to make the ag industry a better place, the workforce in this industry a better place through through different things. And here at Of the West, doing all the marketing and communications with Jesse, it's been exciting to see the future that these industries have and just the incredible workforce that we have to look forward to. And then also just learning from, especially from this podcast and learning from all these people, the incredible leaders that we have to learn from too. So I'm excited to see where the future of this industry goes. And hopefully I can be a part of that through Of the West and and what we're building here. Oh, well, I will say we are our own worst critic, right? Because never once when you introduced yourself while we were together, I never thought that your introduction was boring. So this is a good lesson for all of us, though. We are our own worst critic, and often what we take hardest is something that other people wouldn't even think of. So I will also say, though, that Sarah is incredibly gifted at what she does, and Of the West could not run without her. We would not be anywhere near where we are today without her efforts. She is incredibly creative. She is the hardest worker. I cannot imagine life without Sarah. And I truly hope that everybody, especially those small entrepreneurs, when it is your first hire and you think, man, I hope this is exactly what I need. I wish that everybody would truly find that because I found that in Sarah. She has to be one of the first people who was hired from our platform. But the value of that of that person and having that role is just really, really important. And so I'm so appreciative to Sarah and who she is and and her efforts here. 
Well, I appreciate that, Jesse. I think we have built a great collaborative relationship in the two and a half years that I've been working with you. So I think that has a lot to say to it also. Perfect. Okay. Shall we get into these questions? We shall. So our first question was submitted by at Madison Lynn Howell, and she wants to know how you went about starting Of The West. Ooh, okay. So when I first started Of The West, to kind of give you guys a backstory, and if you've ever heard me on another podcast interview, you've probably heard this story, but for those of you who have maybe not listened to an episode where I was a guest, Justin and I have always been people who have gotten calls about, hey, I'm looking for a job. Do you know anybody who is hiring? Or we'll get calls from people say, hey, I'm looking for somebody. Do you know anybody who's looking for a job? And uh, this is across the farming side of things, the ranching side of things, Western lifestyle, you know, marketing jobs, cowboy jobs, anything and everything. And one week in March in 2020, I got three or four calls in a single week. And I thought, holy cow, if I'm getting this amount of calls, this has to be a problem on a larger scale in our industry. And I'm also somebody who is growing up in agriculture. I knew that it can be challenging to find jobs in agriculture, even though they're out there, because it seems like they are hidden in amongst other jobs for other companies. Like if you go to other mainstream job sites, you're going to find a lot of jobs for Home Depot and Sherwin-Williams and Tesla. But if you want to work in agriculture, it is really defeating to go look for those jobs because it feels like they are 0.2% of what you can find. So I knew that on the job seeker side of things, but then on the employer side of things, I also knew that when it comes to hiring, it takes a very special person to work in agriculture. So I wanted to, at the end of the day, bring job seekers and employers together so that we could make it easier for everybody, whether you're looking for a job or looking for that right employee, bringing that all into one place, kind of being the connection factor, if you will. So when I first had that idea, I did a quick Google search and I didn't really find what I was looking for on Google. So I sat with that idea for about three months. And why it took me that long before I acted on the idea was we had a little boy. Jet was two at the time. So that obviously took a ton of my time. I had a job that I was also working at and we had ranch life. So our lives were already really busy. And I knew that of the West and this idea had the power to impact millions of people. And if I was going to do anything to benefit the ag and Western industries, it needed to be done right. And that was going to be a huge undertaking, far bigger than what I could probably dedicate to it. So I didn't necessarily just get this idea and go gung-ho the next day thinking, oh yeah, we're going to build this website and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But the idea never left my head. I would think about it constantly because I knew what a game-changing platform this could be if it was done correctly. So it was finally in June. So from March to June, I thought about it. And then in June, I thought to myself, holy cow, I either have to stop thinking about this or I have to start doing something about it because I cannot just, this cannot be the thing that keeps me up late at night and I'm not actually acting on it because that's just a waste of time. So the very first thing that I did was I contacted a friend of mine who's a web developer because I knew that a platform like this, that the web aspect and the tech aspect was what was going to hold it all together. And to be quite honest, web and tech is not necessarily my strong suit. So I needed somebody who was a professional, who had experience, who I could ask questions to, to say, 
is this even doable? It was doable, which was great. And so this person was actually the person who built the first iteration of our website. It is the current site that you guys have been using for the last two, two and a half years. This fall, we're actually going to launch a brand new website that is custom built. We're going through that process now, but this site has lasted for two and a half years. So the first thing that I did was I contacted somebody who was a professional in their field who knew the details of what I wanted in a website. So that was step number one. Step number two was I went through all of the aspects of legitimizing our business, right? So I went to the Secretary of State's office. I got an EIN. I did all of the legalities to protect of the West and to make it something that was really official. It was not a hobby. I think that that's something that's really important to you guys. Make sure that you go out and you, if you want to build a business and not a hobby, then you need to build your business correctly. So go get your EIN, go register. Every state is different too, but make sure that you know exactly what you need to do in your state in order to operate your business efficiently and effectively. That was step one. Step two. Step three was because our site was so web heavy, I had to build out all of the copy and all of the design side of the site. So I didn't do any of the design per se, but I did a ton of research as to what I wanted the site to look like, the features that I wanted. I brainstormed a lot of ideas of other things that could go with the jobs side of our platform. And then I wrote all of the copy and I got all of the marketing stuff ready to go so that we could launch in January of 2021. So obviously every business is different, but for Of The West, the big pieces were the website, legitimizing our business, and then doing all of the pre-work to get that site ready to go so that it could be launched to the general public. And I think one thing to take away from the beginning of your story was you thought about it because you said, I'm not going to do it unless I can do it right. And I think that's something really important for the listeners to hear too, because that's one thing that Jesse, I mean, it truly speaks to her character because she's even done that in different various projects that we've done with of the West. We're not going to do them until we can do them right. So I think that that was just a great little takeaway from that too. Well, and you know, I will say this foolishly. I totally thought that I listened to Kevin Costner, build it and they will come. And let me tell you, I built this platform and I thought, oh, everyone's going to know about it and everyone is just going to flock to it and it's going to be a natural hit. That is not how it works in business. You have to work your tail off to get people to come. You have to make those sales calls. You have to do your outreach. You have to talk about yourself or your product, whatever it is, even if it feels uncomfortable, because Kevin Costner lied. You cannot just build it and they will come. You can build it, but then you're going to have to work your tail off to get people in the doors. And I think that, you know, myself aside, I think that that's something that a lot of people forget about. Even if you're opening a business with a brick and mortar on Main Street, you can't just build your business and then open the doors. You've got to market your business to where people know about you. They know what you're doing. They know who you are. You've got to make them fear not coming in the doors, and then they're going to want to come in the doors. So that was definitely a lesson that I learned, but that kind of goes back to the whole idea of doing it well, because that was my big first uh-oh, I maybe bit off more than I could chew. Okay, so the next question is from at Cassidy Morgan. Are you ever going to expand of the West? 
Ooh, this is a good question. Yes. So we have a lot of ideas for expansion, but to be quite honest, there are ideas that are still kind of kept within our company because we are a company and I am a person who I call us the quiet hustler. And if you follow us on Instagram or on Facebook, you probably know this, not just about me, but about of the West in general, is we don't really talk about things until they exist. And the reason is, is I've seen a lot of people talk about all these things that they're doing and 90% of them don't come to fruition. You know, whether that's due to timing, whether that's just due to life, whether that's due to technical issue. And so we are a company who we work really hard, very quietly behind the scenes. We get things ready to go and then we launch them and talk about them. We've seen such success with bringing people together in looking for jobs and employees that I think that there is a lot more opportunity there to continue to bring people together around other areas within the ag and Western industries. So I love this question. I don't want to give too much away, but yes, there is a whole lot more to come with Of the West outside of just jobs. Yes, it's very exciting. And two, one thing I wanted to add is we have talked about this a lot just in conversations with Jesse and I about expanding of the West and what we see for the future. But, you know, we also don't want to bite off more than we can chew. So it's one thing at a time and we want to perfect one thing before we move on to the next thing too. And so I foresee so much potential with of the West, but it's okay. What do we need the most next? No, and you bring up a really good point there, Sarah. So one of the things that we have done very well is that we focus on something very intensely. We perfect it. We get it to where it is a well-oiled machine and can kind of run without us. And then we add on from there. So when it comes to agriculture and Western industries, obviously within agriculture, how many sectors of the industry are there? There's farming, there's ranching, there's specialty crops, there's dairy, there's pork, there's poultry. I mean, the list goes on. It would be very difficult for us if we wanted to reach all of those sectors of the industry at the same time. So you will notice that when you go to the job section on Of the West, that they are heavy on ranch jobs. They are very Western sports centered. We have a lot of Western lifestyle jobs. So Western rodeo cowboy. That is a very common theme across the jobs on our site because that is who we have really heavily focused our marketing efforts on. Once we feel like we have a very solid reputation in that those sectors of the industry, then we're going to move on to other sectors of the industry, right? Then we're going to focus on those dairy jobs. Then we're going to focus on pork, on poultry, and so on and so forth, because that is how we have found that we can best make sure that our efforts are working by being very specific on who it is that we're targeting by making sure that we're doing a good job, that we're serving those customers, and then going on from there. Okay, next question is from at AK Barrel Horses. Do you have any kind of feature that allows freelancers to post their services to be hired? Oh, this is a good question. Okay, yes and no. So the the yes portion of that question being when Of the West first launched, there were two sides of our site. There was jobs of the West and there was trades of the West. So the job side is exactly what you guys see today. You find employees, you find jobs. The trades side was the freelance portion. So it was a directory where freelancers can come post their services themselves 
and then be found by employers or those who are looking for those positions. Unfortunately, about six months into the site, we decided that the trade side wasn't working in the way that we had hoped it to based on the tech side of things. So the searchability that I envisioned for that portion of the site wasn't there. There were a lot of other features that just based on how we had to build our website and put different plugins together that didn't fit the way that I wanted them to. So we took the trade side of the site down. But remember earlier when I mentioned that we are in the process of building a brand new custom site? Guess what? The trade side of Of The West is coming back. So there will be a much more robust area for freelancers to post themselves as a service to where those looking for graphic designers, writers, photographers, anything and everything related to the freelance side of business can be found. But that being said, if you are a company who is looking for a freelancer, you can still post your position on Of The West. We have an area to click if you're looking for a contract worker, which is what you would click. And then if you are a freelancer, you can apply for that position. So obviously, it's not going to be a full-time position. It's a contract-type position, whether that's project basis, whether that is you know something that's a little bit more long-term, but you would still be a contractor of them. So if you are somebody who is looking for a freelance designer, photographer, writer, whatever that may be, you can still post that on Up the West through the, the traditional job posting method. But as far as where freelancers can share themselves, that is in the works. It should be coming this fall or next spring, depending on when the site is finished and ready to launch. I'm really excited for that to get started because that is one of the most questions that we get across social media and emails is if we have that service. And I think it's a service that's really needed as well, um, especially in our industry with the amount of small businesses and entrepreneurs that are starting. Those those are going to be great. So the active historian is wondering what programs do you use to build your graphics and how far in advance do you plan social? Okay. So this is actually more of a Sarah question. I'm going to give you guys a a little bit of an answer, but then I'm actually going to pull Sarah in to talk a little bit more in depth. So as far as the program that we use for designing graphics, we use Canva with the exception of if we have any kind of a print material. So whether that's a postcard a you know a brochure, any kind of banners, booth materials, those all go to an outside graphic designer that we use. But anything that you guys see on social, those are all created in Canva. And then as far as how far in advance we plan out our social content, Sarah and I meet every Monday via Zoom and we talk about what we are going to do for the week on the sales side, on the marketing side, anything and everything related to of the West, we hash it out in our Monday meeting. But then at the end of every month, part of that Monday meeting is dedicated to pre-planning the month ahead. So in a couple of weeks at the end of September, half of that meeting will be to plan out that week. But then the other portion of that meeting is going to be dedicated to planning out what we're going to do in October. That way we're very forward thinking and things don't creep up on us before we realize, oh, we needed to do that. It's happening on Thursday. We've thought about it in advance. And then we also don't ever feel like we've gotten behind in that. But Sarah, talk a little bit more about what you do. Yeah. So Jesse alluded to this a little bit that we meet every Monday and 
just kind of go over the week a little bit. I talk about what I'm kind of planning to focus that week on, on social. We have a content planning sheet, a calendar that we go off of, and I usually have that planned out at least a couple of weeks in advance. I know there are a lot of people that plan farther out in advance than that, but I've found that the two-week plan out has been the sweet spot for me because you know we are still a young company and we are growing, so we do have changes and things that happen. So I feel like that two-week plan is has left me enough flexibility to where I'm able to kind of change things or drop something new if we've decided to drop a new resource or we have a new partnership that finally has been released and I want to be able to slip that in somewhere. I want there to still be flexibility on that. So I usually plan about two weeks out. I go ahead and I get all graphics created for those two weeks. So any graphics that I'm going to use on our Instagram stories, on our LinkedIn, on our Facebook page, I design those. And I try to do that. I get everything planned on Mondays as well. So I schedule out everything on LinkedIn, on Facebook. I don't usually schedule much on Instagram. That one's more of kind of, oh, this looks cool. I'm going to post this today. But I do have graphics that are pre-planned to post. So I get those posted on the day of. But for anything that I can schedule out, I schedule out for the week. And then I usually on you know, Fridays or Sundays, sometimes Mondays, I'll go back and I'll look at how those different posts have performed on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and I see what's working, what's not working. And then I try to implement those into that next two weeks. So, okay, I saw that this post about this subject did really well. Okay, I'm going to try to do that, but in a different maybe style or form this next week and see how that does. So I try to do a lot of that when it comes to social as well. Two, what has really helped has getting to know our audience because we also have very different audiences across all of those different platforms. So learning what our audience likes, who our audience is, has been really crucial to our growth across the different platforms because you know, as you can imagine, a lot of our audience on Instagram is job seekers. And it's not the same audience that we have over on LinkedIn. So I have been trying to now frame all of our content, all of our messaging, and everything across, you know, Instagram to be more job seeker focused. And then on LinkedIn, that's going to be where a lot of our employers are. That's where a lot of the companies are that we work with. So that's going to be more employer focused. Again, we we have two separate audiences that we talk to on a daily basis. So I do try to put both of those, you know, job seeker and employer content across everything. But it's it's kind of like an 80-20 rule I like to do on on all of those. So I, you know, two weeks out, I try to plan things on Mondays as much as possible, but I also like to keep and be flexible enough that if things come up or if I see things that I like, or if Jessie sends me stuff that she likes, that we can make sure that we implement those across our socials as well. Yeah. And the other thing too, that kind of plays into that is obviously we're getting new jobs every single day. So if Mm -hmm. we had things planned out much further in advance, then there wouldn't be any spot to put those new jobs that have hit the site into our marketing efforts. So that two week is really, is really our sweet spot. 
Yep, I agree. And, you know, jobs are why we're here. We are trying to help people find jobs and we're trying to help people find employees. So being able to market those and promote those jobs as much as possible is really important. And so that's, again, why that two week is is really great. Okay, our next question is from at a gypsy named Jen. Do you offer resume assistance? We do. So we do both resume assistance and career consultations. If you are somebody who is looking to change careers, if you are looking for something different, if you're feeling stuck in your career, that is something that you can schedule with us. If you are needing a resume to be updated, If you have questions about something, if you're wondering if there's a specific job that you are looking to apply for and you're thinking, man, I want to make sure, like this is my dream job. I want to make sure that my resume is going to get me into an interview. That is absolutely something that we do. You can send an email to hello at ofthewest.co and you can get those scheduled. Okay. Did you say that was our last question for this round? That was the last one. Okay. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this as much as Sarah and I did. I love getting to share a little bit more about Of the West and kind of the behind the scenes because a lot of it isn't glamorous. So it doesn't lend itself naturally to being shared. But at the same time, I recognize that for those of us who are entrepreneurs or small businesses, or you are a very driven person, you want the nitty gritty, maybe not as sexy stuff because that's what you learn from or that's what you can relate to most. So if you have any questions for us, definitely feel free to send those over and we'll try to do another one of these episodes where we can get those answered. But before you guys leave us, we have a favor to ask you. Will you go over and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. Those five-star reviews are a really big deal to our podcast. It makes a very big impact, especially when it comes to people searching for our podcast. It makes it easier to find. We really, really appreciate those. So if you have a minute, please, please, please go rate and review the podcast. It means more to us than you will ever know. And with that, we will see you back here next week. Have a great day, you guys. If you loved this episode, do us a favor and share it with someone else who might find just as much value in it as you did. We're on a mission to continue to grow and strengthen the future of agriculture and Western industries, and you spreading the word helps us make more of a positive impact. It also makes a big difference when you take a minute to go rate and review the show. We can't thank you enough for listening, for sharing, and for loving Ag and Western as much as we do. We'll see you back here for our next episode.